The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflection. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but you know what? They make me smile. Better I should be smiling while I'm doing this show than frowning. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Take a look around. It does not take a brain surgeon. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we're hearers, if we're people that go, oh, that sounds good. But if we want to be doers and Christ-like, then maybe we should apply it. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? One of the unknown questions in the universe. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow, real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre, 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 bizarre experiences on live radio. Here's the key to the show. Captain Chris and I are telling you right now, here's the key. You ready? Here's the key. We don't know what we're doing. That's that's what you got to know. We have no idea what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen five seconds from now. And we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. That process, hearing things from people that sometimes create a sense of disappointment or hearing things that you're not sure how to process. You know, it's easy to process something that you hear it's good news. You go, yay. Okay, but when it's tough, how do you do that? And how do you walk that with the Lord? And how do you go through the struggle without feeling embarrassed or discouraged or wanting to quit or wanting to give up? Those are the things that we want to talk about. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, a prayer request, or if you have a praise report, we want you to be able to reach out to us. You just call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call that number, you will not receive a mild shock. But you will reach Captain Chris, and you will be sailing in the right direction. 972-445-0770. You can also text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Again, people say, Dave, I mean, come on. Two and a half years, you say the number two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten, twenty, fifty, a hundred times. Listen, new people listen to the radio show. <laughs> that's that's the only thing you gotta know. No, okay. Uh text 214-210-8483, or you can email us David at he must That's David at he must No King David. I don't think King David had an email. I don't know if he's got one now. Probably not. <laughs> he probably got like more of the 
direct line thing going on. Anyhow, we also want to encourage you to check out the website. Few reasons for that, so let's make sure we understand that. Uh, number one, there are two apps on the website that you can access. If you cannot find them for some reason, notify me by text, and I will send you a link to the apps or send you to a direction where the apps are. Number two, and remember, the website's being redone. Number two, if you have prayer requests that if you go to the website we're going to send you to, you just click on the button, fill out the information. Nobody gets it. It's completely private. People be praying for you. Who's the people? Me and Noel. And then sometimes me and Noel and somebody else. Okay, because two or three, mouth of two or three. So, uh, but I'm always praying for it, just to let you know. And we are very careful with that. And then uh, finally, if you want to be able to give to the ministry, there is a great way to do it electronically on the website. Plus, on the website, if you click Contact Dave, these are some of the changes that we're making, by the way. Contact Dave, it'll give you the address and how you can send a check. Like when Ace just sent a check, and I always make it out to He Must Increase Ministry or H-M-I-M. Okay? Okay? I, I don't know. If you don't, then I have to look at the bank and then do a dance and song, and it's really bad with my bad leg. You know, it's like, da, 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 da. All right, so we want you to go to the website, hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. I'm 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 just gonna tell you right now. I had another one of those devotional days. Oh my goodness! I was doing my devotions. I got caught up. The Lord showed me something I had never. And I've read, I've read First Corinthians so many times. One of the books that I've read multiple, 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 multiple times. 150, 160 times. And I'm looking at this thing, going, "How did I read this this many times and not see this?" But I love it. It's unbelievable. The Lord is so gracious. If I, I'm telling you right now, the biggest key in having a great, active, dynamic, devotional life, I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, is to separate yourself from the world, from your problems, from your ifs, ands, and buts. Just stop, cut it all out, and separate that time for God. If we made that a priority, every one of us would have a much more rich and healthy and vibrant and dynamic engagement with the Lord. I just promise that is the reality. Jesus separated himself when he went by himself to spend time with the Father. I mean, is that you just like, yeah, okay. All right, we're going to go right into the text. We are in Matthew chapter 5. We're in the Beatitudes. I'm starting to get a little ramped up and excited because some of the material we're teaching today, some of it tomorrow, the thing that we're going to teach on in Acts on Thursday is lights out fantastic. So I'm super excited to see this uh, uh, growth or this crescendo that's taking place in some of our teaching. Right here, I want you to look at this Acts, and then I'm going to back it up for the whole thing. This portion we're talking about is verse 7 and 8, which say this, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Okay, that's where we're at in the Beatitudes. Remember the Beatitudes, first uh, big sermon that Jesus gives that's in the beginning of the gospel, uh, beginning of the gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 5, first gospel placed by the Holy Spirit, I believe, because it's to the Jew first, then to the Gentile, and Matthew was writing to the Jews, so it's kind of hard to argue that point. Hello. So bottom line to that is, if you look at 
the whole of the Beatitudes. It's quite fascinating, so I'm going to walk you through it without getting into the actual specific text of 7, just so you can see this ramp up. Remember, and I think it was Adam Clark was one of the earlier uh, commentators that talked about this being the process of a person getting saved. Watch this. This is just a cool thing. I'm just going to read you the Beatitudes and make a comment after each one and show you how it makes a progression. Okay? Jesus starts off the Beatitude. He says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. That's the recognition that we are spiritually lost. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Why are they mourning? Because they are poor in spirit. Because it's just like, yuck, I'm nowhere, I need help. Blessed are those who humble themselves, for they will inherit the earth. You recognize you're poor in spirit, you start crying about it, and you humble yourself before God in it and go, oh boy, oh boy. And then once you've humbled yourself before the Lord, something develops inside you. And it says the next beatitude is blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for they'll be filled. So now all of a sudden you recognize you're spiritually poor. You cry about it. You humble yourself. And then you have a hunger to do right and be right. Like there's this change that's in, that takes place in you. And what's the next beatitude that comes up? And that is blessed are the merciful. Because once you enter this phase, you become more merciful because God has been more merciful to you. And then it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. That has to do with being much more honest and much more sincere and less showy. And then blessed are the peacemakers, which we'll be doing next week. That's somebody who now speaks for God on the behalf of God after going through all those prior phases. And then finally, he ends it with blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Once you actually become a conduit of Jesus Christ, once you actually become a spokesperson for Christ and a witness for Christ, people will throw things at you. And that's the progression of the Beatitudes. It's like, wow, that's like a person. Yeah. You have to know the Lord is way smart, right? I mean, come on. That's just like cool stuff, right? But let's go back to verse 7 because that's where we are. And I'm going to review that a couple of times. Uh, I'll review it next week and then the week after because I want you to understand that progression. That's what happens. You poor. Oh, I'm terrible. Oh, I'm so sad. I humble myself. I really want to be right. Oh, thank you for putting mercy on me. I'm going to be merciful now, and I want to be real about this whole thing. I'm going to tell other people about it. Oh, no, they're throwing things at me. That's how that would go. Okay? All right. Go back to blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Mercy, the opposite direction of grace, kind of. Okay? It's like a commercial back in the day, for those of you that remember, old like me, Libby the Kid. Libby the Kid was a TV lunch for kids to have, like the Swanson TV dinners. And uh, there was a little guy they had, and his name was Libby. He was a cowboy. And he goes, um, Libby the Kid, that's Billy the Kid, spelled sideways, sort of. That was their whole commercial. Anyway, I thought that was great. Bottom line is when you're talking about mercy, you're talking about not receiving something you deserve. When you talk about grace, you talk about something you do receive that you don't deserve. So you're just taking this and kind of going on two sides of it. So, for example, I mean, just from practicality, grace is cooler because you get stuff. Okay, get it? Mercy is awesome, and you can't have grace without mercy, and you can't have mercy without grace. But mercy is awesome because you don't get the hammer or the anvil or the or the two-by-four that permanently pushes you under. And what God is telling you is that he's starting this off by pouring mercy in your heart, and he puts your sins away 
be nice every once in a while if you and I stopped bringing them back up to the Lord, wouldn't it? Okay. All right, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life, it feels like I've been running. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. The deterioration of the ecosystem, or creation itself, is definitely the result of man. You say, well, how can you say that? Well, Romans chapter 8, verse 19 through 21. I just read the scriptures. I don't need anything else. The Bible says this, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. Creation itself is longing for the redemption that comes through Jesus Christ, and until that takes place, it is on a collision course down. The result of the ecosystem or creation itself crashing is a result of man's sin in the garden. So when they say, oh, well, it's not man-made, Oh, yes, it is. Of course it's man-made. It's because we messed up in the garden. But I wasn't with Adam and Eve. You were in the person of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to use it, you were in the life-giving force of Adam and Eve. And if you want me to really say it, you were in the loins of Adam and Eve. You were there, too. They stuck their fist up to God and said, nope. (laughs) And God went, okie dokie, here's the result. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't forget it's KAAMEN 770, the truth station here in Texas. I'll give you a quick update. I did go to my physical therapy today. I did very good, so I was happy about that. 
Basically, I'm just happy that they're not going, hey, you need another surgery. <laughs> that's for right now for me. That is victory. I'm sorry. That's how we're going to leave it. That's a low bar. Believe me, it's a good one. <laughs> Trust me on that. Um, okay, here's our first trivia question. To whom, to whom did Jesus teach the prayer we now know as the Lord's Prayer? Okay, the Lord's Prayer. Okay. Matthew 6, basically. To whom did Jesus teach that primarily? Who did he teach that to? Who was he teaching that to? Now, you could also bring in the Luke, uh, I can't remember if it's 11 or something. It's like Luke 11 as well. Uh, Al, starting off right away, beat everybody to the punch. Give him his disciples. Him and Kirk tied. I got to say, it's within .001 on my on my card. That's pretty good. Anyway, if you want to, you can uh, call us, 972-445-0770, which somebody's doing right now. You can text in 214-210-8483, and then you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. But we do have somebody that's already jumped on the phone part of it, so very, 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 very nice. Uh, we will answer that and then get into the rest of this text, which I lo- I'm telling you, this some of the stuff we're going to talk about today, I love this stuff. All right, we uh, ready? Okay, yeah, all right, fire away. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David, it's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. You doing okay today? Yep, doing okay. I went through the physical therapy, and he's like, do you feel that all right? And I'm like, yep, and if I don't, I'll just take some Aleve because I, I just can't keep taking the pain medicine because it makes me you know, write really bad things where my professor goes, okay, let's keep it professional. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought maybe I should stop doing that. <laughs> anyway, all right, so back to the question. Okay, here we go. Uh, to whom did Jesus, and primarily we're talking, the, the, teach the prayer that we know as the Lord's Prayer? Um, the Twelve Disciples. That is correct, I might know. And while a lot of people like to think that Judas might have been off somewhere playing at, you know, uh, Dave and Buster's or something, he wasn't. In fact, he was actually part of the lesson learned people. He was learning that lesson as well. Too bad he didn't use it. That would be my response. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Excellent. How, how are things otherwise? How's your friend? How's everybody doing? And give us any updates or tell us that are you doing good? Well, um, she's doing okay, I guess. Um I guess she's got a little bit better attitude, but it's just the physical part that's really, you know, a drag right now. <laughs> okay. And how are you doing? How are things for you? Oh, I'm doing good. Thank you. I'm blessed. <laughs> Amen. I love it. That's the place to be. Well, we'll keep praying, and you keep uh, praying for us, and we'll just keep doing this together until we annoy God so much that he goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure will. All right. God bless. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And for those that are looking for a little theology, just in case you actually want to know, there is an offshoot of the Greek word where Jesus talks about persistency that actually means annoy. That's right. Yiddish didn't come around for nothing. Let's just say that right off the top. All right, let's go back into this. Is there anything else? Oh, we can do, do you want to do DNA? We should probably do DNA. We'll do it fast. Uh, D, our DNA. D, draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. How often? Daily. How often? Daily. Every day that ends with Y. That's how often. Okay, there you go. 
and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words, which you could never really do if you read them or wouldn't know unless you read them. <laughs> See, there's the other part. The Bible says this. Does it? Let's make sure. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which just moves you away from focus, focus, focus on yourself and think about other people and be connected and sensitive to the Lord so you can be a vessel, a conduit. I can tell you right now, there is little that is more of a blessing than when the Lord uses you to bless somebody else, period. After that, you're like going, oh, oh, oh. just so you can know as well, physically, the uh, New England uh, Journal Medical, what is it, the New England Medical Journal, Journal Medical, whatever that thing is, that big one. Anyway, they did a whole study, and endorphins are released when people do some sacrificial giving, much more so than when they are receiving. Ha! Who do you, who do you think put that in the system? Let's just say the Lord knew what he was doing. All right, let's go back to our Beatitudes. These are the attitudes to be. We already talked about very briefly, but talked about blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. So there's an argument, not with me, and shouldn't be with you either, just to be honest about it. There's an argument amongst some theologians, because for them that's fun. They're trying to figure out, well, is this an inner moral purity or is this more of a free from the tyranny of a divided self? And my answer to you would be, it is actually, I'm going to give you an answer. I'm not just going to, I think it is actually more of a free from a tyranny of a divided self, but it is also something that comes through as a moral purity. And here's what it really all means. Ready? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. These are the real people. No, no, no. I mean, these are the, this is real. It's not a show. I'm not going to church for anybody else. I'm not going to church so I can show my parents or my kids. I'm going because I love Jesus. Those people. I'm hoping that's you people is what I'm hoping. You go, and it's not just church. It's all of it. It's devotions. It's all of it. It's being sensitive to the Lord. It's spending time in the word. It's spending time in prayer because you love Jesus. Jesus. That's what Jesus is talking about. He's talking about the pure in heart. To say this is simply those that are morally pure kind of goes off center on the first lineup of poor in spirit, mourn, humble, and then receiving mercy. These are people that want God and really want God. And when we get into Acts, we're going to finish up on Four, getting closer, I think, into five. So we're going to see Ananias and Sapphira. You guys already know what happened there. You can say everything you want in the world. God eliminated Ananias and Sapphira, the first two people in the new church who were eliminated this way because they were lying about who they were. Like, that's it. Out. Like, that's a, if, you, if you don't get that as a message, I got, I got nothing for you. It's no, no point in, well, theologically it's this and theologically it's this. Hey, don't be a schmo. That's what it means. Right? God doesn't like that. What he loves is people that are real. Right? Like the apostle who is sitting under the tree going, I saw you under the tree. Remember? It's like, oh, yeah, hey, that's me, yeah. Remember he said, here's an Israelite in whom there is no God, nothing false, nothing fake. Jesus loves that. Sometimes we have rough edges. I don't know about you. I have a lot of rough edges. I have a lot of rough edges. But it better to be sincere, true, real, not rude, but real, than phony. 
And I will. I'm just going to share this with you. So I did this thing uh, with uh, uh, Mr. Daly from Focus on the Family, and I had this opportunity to interview this director uh, of this movie they were producing. And so I asked him. I said, "Well, what is it that I, I was? Him and I were just talking. No, like uh, nothing for radio. And uh, but I was curious. You know, he, he's a young director, and I was like, well, "What is it? What is one of the things that you like when you go into church? What do you notice? What what?" catches you what do you think do you think oh this is great because it's worship or what and you know what he said he didn't even bat an eye he goes we can spot a phony a mile away and we're looking for it it's like wow that's a very telling statement that the generation behind my generation they see phonies and they see them a mile away and they go "Uh uh-uh so the the reason that I bring that up, just be real. If if somebody asks how you're doing in church, you don't have to give the standard Christian answer. Fine. You lost your dog, you lost your truck, you lost your wife, you lost your house, you know, your 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 entire house lot got consumed by, you know, some kind of earthquake or something. How you doing? Fine. No, you're not. Unless you were looking to go to Aruba, I guess. I mean, the point is be true, be honest. If somebody asks you a question, give them an honest honest answer. If they don't like the answer, then they probably weren't really interested in the first place, and that should be a clue for you. But just be yourself. Be honest. I do a lot of dumb things. I tell you. I was talking to my therapist today, and we were talking about stupid. And I said, well, after about 60 years, I figured out I'm plenty stupid, but I'm God's kid who's stupid. And it's like, that's okay then, because at least I'm somebody's. And he doesn't let me go. So I think that's, and I think you really got that. That was a, kind of a nice witness at the moment. We need to catch that. Be pure in heart. Be real about it, man. Don't, there's nothing. I used to attend a church called Pure Heart Christian Fellowship, just in case you wanted to know. Uh, and uh, it's uh, Pastor George of Georgia Nyla. Nyla recently passed away. So condolences, of course, for George. But the idea behind that is that the whole church was hey, have it real. Be who you are, authentic. And if you're struggling, say, I'm struggling. But the Lord that helped me through it. And that's what people need to hear. Not my life is perfect. You know, it is? Wow. You're the only one. <laughs> that's what say. Well, kind of. Okay. Nobody's life is like that. The closer you get to the Lord, the better life is. I can tell you that. All right. All right. I love this stuff because I want you to use it practically. One of the things that has really been coming through on some of the teachings in the doctorate level is it's not a lot of practical teaching. It's like, really? We do a lot. I think we do a lot of practical teaching. But I understand that because you can get really caught up in the theology and then people that like theology like me get all excited and start saying stupid stuff. Okay. Uh, That's enough of that. We're going to take our break, and then we're going to come back. You are listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. Here you go. Here you go. 
This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La, 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 la. Oh, that is la, 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 you asked for Zany, my friend. Uh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. So we, being not completely unlike, you know, Christmas Vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth, we, we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish, and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time, and we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree. And I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the, with the axe wasn't enough. Because I was right there again, holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door, trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then, instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the and I've got the act of, and I'm crushing it, and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house. 